Don't rock in the dark. Lighting elevates your band's stage presence to higher levels of professionalism and dynamic energy. Chauvet DJ makes powerful entertainment lighting that sets up and tears down quickly and easily. Pack and Go systems like 4Bar and Gig Bar 2 have multiple LED lights on one bar. They're easy to mount and haul with included tripods and bags. Control is easy, too. Chauvet DJ's cutting-edge Bluetooth lighting products produce amazing effects controlled right from a phone or tablet. Don't just rock. Rock the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. What's up, DIY vegan bakers? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. And it's a very special occasion because there's another one. There's another one here. He is thought, he's merely sitting in the wings right now, pretending he is not here, but he is here. I am here. I thought I was on the wrong podcast. The vegan baker thing threw me off just a tiny little bit. Adam likes to mess with people on the way in and say, you know, howdy. My favorite so far was uh, horse ventriloquists. I, yes. I think that was the first one I actually listened to. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So we should introduce our guest because now he's yes. talking and no one knows who he is. <laughs> Guys, uh, all the way from Iowa... The uh, the one, the only Mike Schulte of the Pork Tornadoes is joining us in studio tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. <sighs> yeah, man. Oh, Mike, do you hear the applause? Yeah. yeah. Everybody's tuning out immediately. Wait, hang Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I got something for this. Do you? Yeah, is don't it, wait it, for it, me, though. Hang on. Don't do it. No. You anyway. know what it is, right? Yes, I do know, what, because it was my idea in the first place, wasn't it? Yeah, you know what? I deleted it off my phone. It's for the oh, rest. No. Let's pretend you just heard a rap porn. I'll find it on my phone. Right, I good. have it somewhere. You guys to. keep talking. I'll find it. <laughs> so Mike uh, plays in a group called the Pork Tornadoes out of Iowa. And um, if you haven't heard of them, that's probably fine. They're, you know, they're in Iowa. However, um, they are doing something at a level that a lot of, uh, I'm sure, people who are tuning into this would aspire to. For sure. And uh, I think would be generally impressed with. Just some quick numbers. Um, if you go onto their Facebook page, uh, the Pork Tornadoes have uh, just north of 17,000 followers, which is uh, no small feat. There it is. There it is. There we go. Perfect timing for that. Well done. Um, and just to add to that, uh, if you go to their uh, their YouTube channel, they have just under 17,000 subscribers. And um, they have done something that a lot of bands... Um, try their entire careers to do um they went viral uh their cover of tennessee whiskey has as of just this second a little over 2.7 million views boom so not only are they um crushing it in their uh in their respective market but they are also uh taking the world by storm in other channels and uh do a very good job of managing their online presence so um, yeah. mike thank you so much for joining us this evening yeah, thanks for having us. I wanted to tell you that um, I've been listening to almost every episode of the podcast now, and I think it's awesome. Ah. I love that you guys are are building up a good fan base at this point and seeming to be gaining some momentum. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Like I, this is the kind of stuff that I love, and I hope that other people do too. Um, and I think it's pretty evident they do because people want to know about what they're passionate about, and people that can tell them things to help them along is is huge. So yeah, props to you guys for doing that. 
Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we, we uh, banned business people are such weirdos, right? It's like, yes. We are really weird. Because <laughs> don't you think like there are the people in the band that really care about the business aspect of it and yep. want to just take it to the next level and just keep evolving. But then there are the people in the band that are just like, okay, tell me when to show up. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be a great time. I can't wait. Yep. And I, I firmly believe that you cannot have a band of just one of those types. You have to have... Uh, somebody that's just the show up guy and somebody that's the the dreamer the 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 guy that wants to take it to the next level so i yeah. I, I that that's how our band is for sure yeah that's too that's so, too and every time i announce some like hey we got this great new gig my bass is like oh that's awesome man oh that's so cool oh, wow yeah good job, good job. <laughs> yeah scotty he's great he listens to every episode so he'll uh he'll hear my shout out awesome. yeah. scott big papa de lap yeah <laughs> nice yeah so, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the Pork Tornadoes, their uh, their genesis, your background, and kind of how you ended up uh, where you are today? Yeah, um, so the band has technically been around for about 12 years. It, it started like many party cover bands do. It started off uh, in college. Uh, only two of the members that are currently in the band started it. Um, and it was just for fun. You know, it was, uh, hey... 10 of my buddies are going to come down to the bar and get drunk. Let's just play some songs for them. Hence the terrible name. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're not thinking you're going to go very far. Um, and then it just, you know, it just sort of got a little bit of momentum to where it's like, okay, people actually like this band. People seem to want to really come out when we play. Let's, let's keep playing. Let's learn some more songs. Let's, let's do better. And, and that's still college. You know, that's two, three years into it. Um, and then I, I actually joined the band. I'm not the original drummer. I joined about seven, eight years ago. Um, and I saw what they were doing and I saw that they had a market that they hadn't really tapped into. They were only playing in Cedar Falls, Iowa. That's where the, the college was. They weren't playing anywhere else. And I, I was kind of the one that said, no, 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 let's, let's get into Cedar Rapids. Let's try some shows there. Let's try some shows in Des Moines. And, and for me, I think it was seeing if this was more than just our friends like this band kind of a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it seemed, it seemed to be that way. And from there, uh, I mean, it's just been a incremental, uh, increase for since, you know, 12 years ago. Awesome. And what about you? Like, where did, how did you, you know, you said that you joined, um, you know, you weren't the original member, but what were you doing before you, you landed in cover band world? Yeah. You know, I, I had an interesting path and I'm starting to hear this kind of the same thing from a lot of people as I was, uh, I learned how to play when I was 10, uh, to play the drums. I just had a love for music. I wanted to imitate it. Um, I started playing in original bands in high school, you know, like covering some Pearl Jam while trying to write Pearl Jam type songs, then getting into more of the, the heavy, the, you know, like the hardcore screamo stuff. So I was in an original band called Brian Jones from about 1999 to 2006. And, and, you know, we cut a couple albums. Um, we did some touring. We hit, we hit nearly 40 something states, I think over two, three years. Um, but it never, it didn't go crazy. I mean, we, we yeah. were great. We were great friends. It just nothing took off. And then I became an adult. Uh, and yeah. I did what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to not play music anymore. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm a, that yeah. was, that was what the college kid did. Now this is the adult guy. And I go to this office every day and make $10 an hour typing on a computer, you know? So it was, there was about a year and a half of my life where I, uh, I stopped playing. Um, I didn't even touch my drums at home. I mean, they went into storage and, uh, and luckily one day, and there was a moment, a catalyst, I met a guy named Josh Meisner from around here and he was also doing what I was doing. 
but he was a great singer, uh, keyboard player, guitar player. He said, Hey, I heard, I hear you play drums. Let's start a cover band. And immediately I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not, I'm not joining a cover band. I'm not selling out. This is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and he eventually then he's like, well, dude, we can make like a hundred bucks a piece. I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, maybe I could, maybe I could do this, but you know, I'm not going to tell my friends to come, you know, I, I'm just going to show up at this bar and play. And so he, he got me out. We, for maybe like two, three years, um, we started playing and really redeveloping a love for music that I had kind of lost. Uh, a little bit after all those years of original band stuff and, yeah. and heartbreak and, you know, broken down vans and, you know, I mean, just all that, that sleeping stuff. Sleeping on that floors. Really, and, yeah, yeah, sleeping on floors and playing shows to two people. Now we're playing shows to a hundred people and yeah. getting paid. And, and so it really, it really ins- reignited my, um, my passion for playing music. And it, it was funny that it came in the form of a cover band where I was so violently against anything. Yeah selling out type cover band ways back in my day yeah you we you and i definitely went down similar paths um in that whole process so yeah i I know exactly where you're coming from it's crazy how how things change you know yeah so um i don't know how much you can speak into this speak into this because you're not the one of the original guys but what is the what is the the organization of your band look like well, you know, inside. back in, yeah, back in the day, um, it was like like any band. It was just uh, whatever you know. Whoever books the show, books the show. Whoever feels like logging on to the Facebook page takes care of that. Um, there really was no organization. Um, but as we really started to see that there was this increase in in what we were doing and we were playing these uh these bigger shows and more pressure and uh we knew we had to get organized um and i think i commented on this the other day but um we're we're kind of like uh everybody has an equal role but it's it's individual you know we we found that if one person strictly deals with social media no one else touches it we all trust social media man to take care of everything it's an easier way than having that two or three different people logging in and reading messages, but then not responding kind of a thing. So, so we've organized it to where I, I strictly manage marketing and advertising, uh, bass player, Corey strictly manages booking. Although we've, we've been dealing with a booking agency for the last year or two, but there's still some involvement for him to deal directly with her. Mm-hmm. Um, our singer kind of does the arrangements, thinking of new songs, bringing them to the table. And Jerry, uh, the keyboard player is a pretty important part that I never would have thought of until we've gotten to where we are, but he's kind of the advancer. Um, you know, he takes care of all those details that, Normally, the week of the show, we would start having to text each other about. He takes care of all that, finds out when we need to be there, if the power situation's good, how many crew members we're bringing that day, what our set times are, and puts it in our Google Calendar, and we can all access it whenever we want. So having everybody do their own thing that they're very good at has been an absolute lifesaver for this band. That's really yeah, good. that's amazing, considering <clears throat> like everybody you know, kind of takes their takes on their mantle and, and and just runs with it. It's awesome. Yeah, and you got to trust you got to trust the band members though too. You know, we everybody's doing their role for a reason cuz they're good at it and they like it and they're passionate about it. I mean, I love 
as much as I hate it, I, I absolutely love social media. I love figuring out new ways to, to put up cool posts and, yeah. and getting interactions. So I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think any of the other guys would be good at it. And also vice versa. I'm not a singer or a guitar player. So I have no clue how to arrange a song or what key a song's in. So that's perfect for our singer. You know, I mean, you, you, that, that, that's where we found our success and, and kept our level heads really over the last couple of years as a band. It's awesome, man. Very cool. And is it is it kind of like just a every man for themselves? It's a it's a five way split, and that's just the way that things are managed. Or yeah, so so we're we're technically only four members uh, in the okay. band. There, you may have seen some pictures. We've had a a another keyboard player that has played with us before as a five piece. But yeah, right now it it's an even split down the middle. Um, you know, our four members each do their additional jobs plus their showtime duties. And, mm-hmm. um, it's an, it's an equal cut. No matter who books a show, no matter who does extra work, we, we feel that it evens out. I mean, there may be a week where I do a lot more work than somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also times when I'm not doing anything and somebody else is. So it, it, we're, we're, we're okay with that. We've come to an agreement and there's no, uh, you know, really second guessing that from us. Very cool. And are you all, um, are, are you, are all of you or any of you full timers at this, or are you all weekend uh, uh, day job kind of fellows? Yeah, I mean, it started off. Uh, I'm I'm 36. Uh, Jerry's 37. Mason and Corey are 35. So it's to the point where we we definitely had to start working careers. You know, back in the day when this all started, right. you're not you're definitely not making enough money or playing enough to make a career out of it. But, um. It's funny because Jerry, our keyboard player, is actually a full-time musician. He does this. He's also in a dueling pianos band, um, but nice. it's it's not that terrible dueling pianos. <laughs> you heard us talking knows. about that a few weeks ago. Oh God, there's <laughs> I hate dueling pianos <sighs> so much. They're yeah. like, okay, sing along. I'm going to talk to words. You know, it's these guys are legit. Uh, they're called Piano Palooza. They sit. They sing. They're both incredible. But anyway, he between those two bands, he makes a very steady. Um, Steady income. Uh, the problem with myself and the bass player and the guitar player is that we work, we work really good jobs. We've, we've spent time building careers up in these other platforms that right now we, we get enough business inquiries for, for gigs and we make enough that we could completely all quit our jobs right now and go full time, uh, and be very comfortable. But it's that, it's that long term, like how long does this truly last? Yeah. How right. long will right. this last? Hopefully forever. We've been saying for years that any day now people are gonna get sick of us. Like we yeah. we've been saying that for twelve years. And it and it hasn't happened and it might someday, but to give up uh these careers that we've built, uh, you know, it just it just doesn't make sense yet until maybe it keeps getting bigger, then maybe yeah. it makes sense. But you know, I just we have a very nice balance. We play about 45 shows a year, mm-hmm. uh, generally speaking on a Saturday or a Friday, um, occasional weekday corporate stuff, but it, it works really well right now. We're just, we're not going to change it unless we have to, I guess if sure. we can put it that way. Sure. Sure. It's good. You know, um, one of the things when you joined the the group, um, and posted, you know, hi, what, what was that? Like two, three weeks ago. Um, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe almost a month now. Yeah, maybe. something like that. I um I went and looked at your Facebook and then was drawn to your website. And the thing that was um just really clear, was well thought through, was the visual aspects of your brand. And this, the way you're so consistent in using the white, gray, pink 
yeah. format. Um, and, and I think I commented on the, on the Facebook page, you know, you it did, was yeah. the, the pink mic cables that put it over the top for me. So good. <laughs> and the rugs. And the rugs, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice the rugs. It seems they looked like pink light to me. But, um, but you know, looking at your, your website, as the pages transition, the page loading icon is a little pink dot. I mean, it's like so thoroughly thought through. Is that you doing that? Is that your work? You know, it's it's a combination. So we have a buddy that is an incredible graphic artist. I mean, he is just one of those brilliant minds that I, I say, hey man, I quick, I need I need a poster and like, can you just, this is kind of what I'm thinking and then he just puts it together and you're like, oh geez, that's even better than I thought. So when we realized that we were getting a little more popular and we wanted to come up with some t-shirt designs, we said, God, our, our the logo back in the day was just as cheesy as you would think it. It was like a really terribly drawn tornado with like a pig falling out <laughs> of it. Like, it, I mean, it was terrible and we're like, if we're going to sell shirts... We need to we need to rebrand this logo a little bit, and and he was the brain behind that. You know, it was kind of that. I guess this would have been 2011, 12, when when like the just the boxy letter T shirts were, were kind of all the rage with right. the younger kids. So he came up with that logo, and and to his credit, you forget that we have such a terrible name when you look at our logos and our branding. You just <laughs> totally forget that. Yeah. And I think that was a huge catalyst for us. So so when he came up with that, um, we weren't even the pink color was like not even a thing. It just he just kind of did that, and from there. We were, we sold like, you know, we ordered our first round of t-shirts, like a hundred t-shirts and sold them all in a couple of weeks. And it's like, Oh, oh my God. Like yeah. people actually like these. They want to wear them. So, so then from there, I, I, without knowing really, I just kind of kept up with it. You know, I, I made sure we kept with the same brands and the same, um, same font in our videos. Even uh-huh. The, uh-huh. Yeah. Even the name of the song is in the same font as the logo. So I don't know. You know, I think that I think I definitely don't want to take credit for that because I'm not. I didn't do a lot of that on purpose, but it, it also was, I mean, especially in the last two to three years, it's all been, okay, this is our brand. This is how people recognize us. We can't change. It, this is how they recognize yeah. us. Yeah, absolutely. So. And, and you know, the, I mean, the genius of hyphenating the word tornadoes in the logos. <laughs> right? Genius. Like, how does that happen? Genius. It's genius. does. Um, but then, you know, so there is like the good, the good designness of it, but then I can, as I look across your material, it's like, You've clearly established a branding design vocabulary, right? And you've been very, very consistent to it. And that's that's really it's I, I see a lot of bands who have some genius thing like that squarish logo, the pork tornadoes with the hyphenated, you know, that that's echoing those shirt things. And then they don't do a great job of really Exp- yeah, exploiting that for all the juice. I mean, the pink mic cables just blew my mind. It was it was it made me so happy. Yeah, I mean, and that part of that's with having uh, some guys in the band that that work good jobs, but then also are all of a sudden like you're like, wait, you're paying us what to play this game? Yeah, right. So, yeah. Some of that comes down to like, well, we should just buy these rugs because yep. that would be awesome, wouldn't yep. it? Oh, who cares what it costs? So it it just it just became it the the band we we've always joked about this, and I I think this is a huge thing for anybody anybody that's in a band or that's doing something artistic that's trying to get it out in the world is that we always live a couple rows below what our public perception is. You know what I mean? Where we make it seem like we are up here uh-huh. and we're actually a little bit down here, but the fact that people see us up there then propels us up a little higher and brings us up a little higher. If that makes sense, it's absolutely it, it yeah, just, I mean, the public perception is it's not really you. I mean, you can tell people whatever you want uh, and as long as people think you're cool, then like they'll keep, uh, you know, 
consuming what you're giving them as long as the product's good. And then that brings you up another level. So it, yeah. I don't know if we did that on purpose either, but looking back, you can really see that that's how we continue to build the success. You know, I mean, thinking back on when I took over their Facebook page, when I joined the band, it had 200 likes and they had made a post four months prior. That was their last post, you know, granted yeah. Facebook was a little different back then in 2011, but I remember just going, man, if we could make it to a thousand likes, like that would just be the coolest thing in the world. And That's I would right. feel like a total success. And then, and then you hit that and I'm like, well, no, you know what? Like, that's not enough. Let's go, let's go for two, you know? And it, it's always been that game of like not being complacent with anything that we do. You, you know, if you talk about that, uh, you, like you feel like you paid your dues. I think that's total bullshit. That if you ever like, I paid my dues. I deserve this. Then like, yeah, you, that, that's this bull. You never actually pay your dues. You know, right. like yeah. you should continue to want more and more and more and evolve. Because I think if you don't, if you make it to a point where you're like, cool, we got a thousand likes, we did it. Then you're immediately going to regress, right? You know, because yeah. you're not pushing any further. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that that innovative uh, mindset is is what tends to propel bands into more successes. You know, constantly tweaking the formula and kind of until it's perfected, and then taking that and looking at it and go, okay, well now that this is perfect, what can we do to make it even? Yeah. You know, even <laughs> this is working, throw it out the window and start again. Still messed with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah keep keep going, and, and same with like shows and venues. You know, when uh, when we finally got, um, you know couple hundred people into that club that we were playing we're like okay so now let's try to sell it out okay cool we sold it out okay let's find a bigger venue now and let's try to get more people in that and it's always been that that just what else can we do um mm -hmm. and i maybe that's maybe that's part of the reason why we've continued to have some great success around here is just because we just keep pushing boundaries i mean you can imagine i don't know if you guys have a a cover band versus original band kind of market where like there's a, a clash in those uh, two musician types, but yeah. you would not believe we, we have a theater here in Cedar Rapids. It's the Paramount theater. It's the, you know, it was built in the 1800s. It's 1800 seat, just beautiful theater. We, we approached them. We said, Hey, we want to do a show here. They're like, really a cover band. You want to do a show? Here? We're like, yep. And so we sold, we sold it out, um, you mm. know, at 25 bucks a ticket, nice. 1800 people. And you wouldn't imagine the, the music, the original starving artist type musician going fucking cover band playing the yeah. Paramount. That's bullshit. And you know, it's like, whatever, man, you know, you just, we gotta, we just like to keep pushing boundaries. Yeah. I mean, people who I was having, I was talking about this the other day when we were, I was driving into work. You know, people who complain about, you know, oh, no one will spend 10 bucks to go see my band, but they'll go, they'll go see, you know, somebody else for 120. Yep. Like, yeah, because your show's not worth $10 to those people. Exactly. And if, yeah. and, and if you're not innovating and, and trying new things and implementing those changes, you, you don't, you're not providing the value to your audience. I mean, it's, it's fantastic, it, man. It's, it's perfect. You know, and, and the thing we, we have a, I, and this is again why I reached out to you guys is, and I love what you're doing is that I, I started a, just a local music scene group because I wanted to kind of convey some, some things that I've learned because I genuinely want to see musicians around here succeed and, and the public perception of live music, um, grow. But the thing that I've noticed is that people think, okay, hey, we started a band. So we deserve to play a show and make 
X amount of dollars. It's like, no, you don't deserve anything. Right. It is an absolute privilege to be able to play music and you're not owed anything. You have to create something that then makes people want to see you. And, and that's the one divide I'm finding right now is that people think they can just start a band and then just play gigs and make yeah. money. And I just don't think that if you're just, if you're not good enough, then man, that just hurts the music scene actually, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it, some people do need to have like a hard realization on you know what talent is and what they <laughs> what they are offering. Um, yeah, because I don't I don't again I don't think that's you, that takes a certain level of self awareness that I think most people are willing to address. So, yeah. and you guys a lot of probably listen to your old your old music that you made when you were a teenager that you used to think was awesome. Oh, it's horrifying! Oh, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, Why no, I, yeah. What was this? I have uh, I have a bunch of old MP3s that were. Yeah, Na- very naive covers. Very naive. Sure. You thought you were the best. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we my my cover band in high school was the only band that a student had ever started. I was, oh, you know, really? so yeah, it was, it was very early in that. And a couple couple were around by the time I graduated, but yeah, nobody had done that before in my high school. So we were, you so know, it was we were legit. straight yeah, rock and roll. Awesome. Now we sucked, but <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So let me let me just ask a, another, I guess, more pointed question. Yeah. What what role does video play in your um, in your overall kind of, I guess, business operation? I'll, I'll tell you because what. Hang on, outs- Adam. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yep. Let's. Uh, that's a crucial question. I think a big question. Let's just before we get to it, pause for a mid roll. That sponsor from our sponsors. Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that literally puts your band in the spotlight. Your band stage presence and image are critical to your success. Chauvet DJ lighting can add visual energy to attract crowds and set your band apart from the competition. Adding lighting to your gigs not only helps the audience see who's rocking, but bands who have even basic lighting have been perceived to actually sound better. Chauvet DJ makes lighting easy with systems that can be set up and torn down in a matter of seconds. From subtle color washes and fades to high energy strobes and chases, Chauvet DJ makes lighting control just as easy. Chauvet DJ's LED products have multiple control options, including auto programs and sound activation modes, wireless foot switches, perfect for guitarists, and remote control options. Chauvet DJ's innovative Bluetooth wireless technology lighting products can be controlled right from a phone or tablet with no additional hardware needed using the free BT Air app available for both Apple and Android devices. Chauvet DJ Gear also has conventional DMX inputs and outputs for more advanced programming options. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. Don't just rock, rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. All right, we're back. Adam, what was that question I rudely interrupted you with? I can't even yes. remember what it was now. He, it, it, was, so it was so to long that ago. Sponsorship thing. That was at least sixty seconds. At least. <laughs> could I could, listen? I could make it longer. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, um, oh, on fire tonight. Dang, so the question I was asking is what what does video what role does video play in your um, in your promotion uh, and in your general business operations? Because from the looks of it. Um, it is something that you guys have chosen to invest in. And um, immediately when I started looking through your stuff, I was like, all right, s- something's up with the video. Um, so tell us a little bit about yeah. how you guys you know with that. I just think once, I think it was twofold. I think number one, what better way to convey what we are all about and what you can expect from us than video um, yeah, I think that's kind of how it originally started. You know, audio is great. You know, a cover band goes in the studio and records audio, but I really don't think that tells a tale, especially cons- you know, comparing it against 
live audio from a live show where there's a crowd interacting and partying with you. I, I think, I think that's one of the best possible things you could ever invest in, uh, as a band to, to try to get bigger gigs and more gigs. I think it started off that way. Uh, but then it also with the importance of social media and, and what importance it's putting on for video in particular, especially like Facebook and how popular YouTube is. Um, it just, it just seemed right. And, and I, th- you know, I think we're, we're, we're funny guys. People like to hang around us or whatever. So we, we thought twofold, make those absolutely best possible videos that we can of our live experience so people can share them and, and watch them and help us get other gigs, but also let them into our, our life as a band as well and, yeah. and show them some of the funny things that we do. Um, and, and it was, it was a really weird, um, thing like YouTube, we were doing that all on Facebook and we were getting some very um, nice hits. In fact, we made that Tennessee whiskey video and we put it on Facebook because I, you know, YouTube's just a black hole. Like who knows how people are going to find you on there. Facebook yeah. is very direct. What is it? Three seconds equals a view. So you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is great. We, we had like 150,000 views on that video and then it got taken down uh, from that universal music group thing that yep. was going on a couple right. years ago. It got straight taken down i was in facebook jail for 10 days because i was the one that uploaded it um and it boom it's gone all all this like oh my god we have so many views gone and um Corey said dude we need to be on youtube and we need to monetize i'm like are you kidding me monetize youtube nobody's gonna watch our videos how are they gonna find it we had a couple on there and they weren't doing much but we we put the tennessee whiskey video on there and somehow, man, I don't know, I don't know what it was. A few random websites kind of found it. There's a few Facebook pages with a lot of followers shared it. And boom, all of a sudden, I mean, we were approaching a million and it was just, um, it was just insane. And that's when we finally realized that actually monetization on YouTube is a thing and you can actually make money from it. Um, so that was one of the things I was actually, I will gladly admit that I was wrong about is that YouTube, you know, you never know when people are going to find your stuff on YouTube and you yeah. never know what's going to happen to it. Um, so if you can get your best products on YouTube, get it on there and just see what happens, you know? Yeah, it's man. Cool. So do you guys have a dedicated video guy? Is there like a crew in town that you, you roll with typically or? Um, not so much. So for the bigger productions, um, and like the Halo, the Beyonce medley that we did. Which, which um, is great. Great. Yeah, yeah, that that was we hired a crew for that. We have a really big show coming up next Saturday that we're that we're hiring a gigantic like eight person crew to with like boom arms and you know I mean we're spending a lot of money on it but we know the show is going to be worth it. But other than that, I'm actually kind of the guy that does all that. Um I I've, I've got a lot of equipment. I really enjoy the editing aspect of of video. So um in particular like the uh we do those. We do mean tweet videos from mean yeah, things that, that people have said. Yeah, like I, I put those together. <laughs> yeah, uh, our little DHM detox sponsor video. I put that together. I actually made the um, uh, shoot. What I'm thinking of uh, the in the air tonight video, the Tennessee whiskey video. I put that together as well. Um, so like it. Yeah, it just depends. If it's small stuff, I can generally get it done. Uh, but if it's really big projects, it just we just, we hire it out for sure. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it just it was it was very apparent. I was like, they either know somebody or they're just you know, <laughs> they were pulling pulling these these things because I mean the, the quality is 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 exceptional. Yeah, even for you know bands on the level that you guys are on, they're 
you know, their YouTube channels are not as well curated as yours is. So. Well, you know how it is. I mean, you have to put out a good product. You, I mean, you can't half-ass anything. If, if we spend $2,000 to record a song and it ends up not being good, we don't put it out. You know, right. I mean, it, it's, it's that simple as that you have to put out your best content. And we have lost a lot of money on, on studio recordings and, and things that just didn't turn out. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you got to make sure that if you, what, what do you get? Like, 10 seconds of a random person to watch yep. your video. Maybe not even that. Right. So that's it's how Facebook not, mu- measures them. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, by 10 seconds. So think about that. If, if the first note of your singer is not good or the first visual from your video is not good, it's that you're done and nobody's going to watch it. So yep. I don't know. I, I, I think you have to invest so much nowadays in, in the professionalism of your images and your videos. I mean, that that's the world we're in today. Yep. Absolutely. It's just, it's really cool to see um, a group of guys take it so seriously. Um, you know, I think in, in a lot of these groups, um, you're seeing a lot of the hobbyists and the, um, you know, just the, the Weekend Warrior and the Man Cave bands that are, that are kind of flooding the market. And then every once in a while, you see like an actual professional, you know, organization that is intentionally going out and doing things and accomplishing stuff. And it, it it's, it's valid to have these conversations because, it's not as common as it should be, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily require a ton of, you know, it doesn't require a ton more work than, you know, just starting a band in general does. Yeah, and everybody's um, got to want it, you know, everybody's yep. got it. It's fine to just be in the Weekend Warrior stuff, and uh, like, what was that, the Blues Lawyer band like you were talking yep. about? I mean, like, that. it's totally fine, uh, but if you want more... Um, you can't just expect it. I mean, it's you're not going to get it because it is a it is a thick market in my area. I'm sure it is for you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to stand out just to even get gigs, let alone get big festival gigs. You know, I mean, yep. it's, it's taken us forever to get to that point, but it's because we kept going. You know, we're um, we're playing a show next Saturday here in town. It's a, it's at a baseball stadium where the stage is on the field, and um, we're going to sell about three thirty five hundred tickets and this is the same town that five years ago nobody like nobody came to a free bar show like there was no one there (laughs) you know it's the same place nothing's changed it's just we just kept at it so i think that's if you want it you got to go get it because no one is going to hand it to you yeah yeah, i I mean the thing that's really inspiring about that is um you know you're the the I'm not talking down. Your your stuff is excellent, right? Stuff's really excellent. And there are a lot of bands that are just as excellent. Oh, definitely. You know, it's not, you You aren't exceptional virtuosos. You're good at what you do, right? I, I totally agree. I, are we the best drummer, guitar player, bass players in the city, in the state? And the no, like not even close. Yeah, what sets you apart is your hustle. And yeah, um, and that's really, really inspiring because it means, you know, any any one of us can hustle. Totally. You guys are probably better. People listening to this are probably a better drummer than I am because I am nowhere near a good drummer. Yeah. But if you want to hustle, you can get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm exactly the same way. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was voted, and I'm just going to roll his eyes, but I'm going to say it best musician in the triad in our local oh, nice. you know, arts. Thing. Are you? Absolutely no. not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely but it's you're, not. You're the, you're the most liked musician. I, yeah. And I had a lot of people out there playing a game to click a button on a website for me. I actually See? campaigned for it and I made oh, it happen. Look at that. You're like the prom king. Exactly. Exactly. It's all popularity, right? And but you know, and, is, and the though. and the band was best cover band in the triad, and venues have been calling us to book us. That's all it takes. Like who yeah. who cares? If you want it, 
go yeah like we got named like best best band in the corridor or whatever like i we we and you can pretend all all along that you don't care but guess what that looks good on your epk absolutely your, <laughs> like it looks amazing darn right if yeah, somebody I mean, wants to book you they're gonna go well jesus they must be good yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I am super, super talented. So <laughs> oh, that is true. That actually is true. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just, just kidding. Felt no, like, just felt like the worst thing to say. In the <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my computer. Sorry, did you hear that? No, no we're all good. No, okay, fine. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Um, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us and sharing your stuff. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give the uh, faithful listeners out in podcast town um your information so that they can keep tabs with you guys yeah definitely uh check us out on um facebook obviously the the pork tornadoes uh youtube as well uh you'll you'll hit our youtube channel you'll be able to see a bunch of videos we've done the funny stuff the serious stuff the music videos um that's where uh, that's where you should go and and honestly my name's Mike Schulte you'll find me on the on the Facebooks and all that stuff I love I love answering questions if if you're out there and you got some extra questions shoot them my way I'm I'm always happy to or do it through the group I'm I'm hanging out in the in the Facebook chat and all that with the CBC group so um I'm always happy to I I seriously love sharing information about what what we do and where we've come from and how we've done stuff. And, and I think that's probably the same for you guys, which is why you obviously yep. spend your time doing this because you just want to convey things you've learned and, yep. and help people out. Cause if somebody had done this 15 years ago for me, I would have been all over it. So yeah. I'm just trying to do my part much, much like you guys are. Very good. Thanks man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mike. Everybody give Mike a big uh, round of applause as he walks out. Is he gone? Walks out. He, yeah, he's, he's gone. gone, right? He's, <laughs> he took his rap horn with him. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if, you, uh, if you aren't on the Facebook group, join it. If you're not on the Instagram account, join it. Uh, we are having some fun conversations out and about. So thank you uh, again for your continued support. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 67. Thanks, Dan. Uh, what? Have a great 62, week. 62. 67. 62, actually. He texted it to me, and I said it wrong on purpose, just to make it. Just happen. to mess with me. Yeah. Have a, have a great week.